0: Welcome to another life impacting message from City Light Church North Adelaide. You can find more great things like this at citylight.church. Have we all had a lovely morning? Who here had kids get up at like 6, 6 30, 7? Yeah, Tom. Yeah. Um, actually, it's not true. This morning we actually had to get our kids out of bed, which is kind of weird. Never, first time ever. Um, we've had a bit of sickness and stuff, so there's some some reasons for it. Um, but I wanted to do a bit of a show and tell because I just love Christmas and we do the whole present thing, and it's and it's just lovely. And you know, this year I won Christmas in our family. Um, my kids asked me, "Dad, what do you want for Christmas?" I said, uh, "You know, I've got everything, and if I want something, I I go and get it." I said, "Yeah, but what do you want?" I said, "Well, how about toys? Something that." Something that we can play, that we can do together. I kind of like that idea. Um, So this is what I got this morning. And you are all going to be incredibly jealous. And this isn't just a Nerf gun, this is a dinosaur Nerf gun. So I'm very thrilled about that. And I got a dartboard. How fantastic is that? I also got a, got a few other things, I got a couple of other games, and I got a, um, I got a, a mug from my, uh, my oldest son, and it had the words dad and awesome written on it. I thought, oh, that's fantastic. And then I read closely and it said, because of you, dad, I'm awesome. <laughs> so I've, I've had a great, a great morning so far, and it's gonna be a lovely day. Um, So I I love Christmas, I I, I just love it. Um, Even before I knew what Christmas was about, I loved it. Um, And looking back, it's kind of a bit weird really. Um, There's something about the carols and the decorations and the lights and the trees and people in the shops are usually kind of a bit more friendly than normal. um, Mostly. Um, I love the the Christmas dinners and the Christmas crackers and the stupid jokes and the dumb hats. Um, the uncle or sister that would start a fight. Um, all that good stuff that we, that we do every Christmas. And I'm sure he's ahead of most of us this afternoon, some of that stuff. Um, so I, I became a Christian a bit later in my, in my 20s. So I had a long time um, without understanding what Christmas was about. Um, But I remember going down to Elder Park, um, just down the road, near that way, um, down by the Torrens, with a few of my mates for carols night, Um, along with a few other thousand people. We'd sing at the top of our lungs, these songs that we've been singing this morning. We'd sing them at the top of our our lungs, beautiful, uh, deep, meaningful Christmas carols, and then we'd head into the city and go to the pubs and nightclubs um, and wake up the next morning with massive hangovers. Um, I loved singing carols. Um, I had no idea what they were about. It was just words, but words with plenty of emotion. Um, Get a bunch of people together in a room singing rousing songs, fabulous. Um, But it was just words. Lots of emotions, um, but no meaning. Well, no meaning that I cared about anyway. Um, So, carols like Hark the Herald Angels Sing, uh, Glory to the Newborn King, Veiled in Flesh, the Godhead See, Hail Incarnate Deity. I'd sing those words and I didn't have a clue um, what I was singing about. Didn't have a clue and didn't care. There was something about it that just, we just wanted to sing. Um, so I just didn't have a clue. And thinking about it, I'm singing, when I'm singing those words, I'm singing about the glorious eternal son of God, God himself comes down to earth, taking on human flesh, walking amongst us, living as one of us and ending his life bearing the wrath of God for the, for the lives of his people. So I'm singing that, those words and not understanding at all. When I was singing. Can anyone relate to what I've just said? Has anyone had that experience? You all, a lot of us were raised as Christians. That's cool. It's great. Um, a lot of my life was just no idea what it was about. But I was singing with all my heart. But looking back, I didn't know it at the time, but looking back, it was a dead heart. It was a, a heart that was dead in sin and darkness. And the real meaning of the words were just completely lost on me. Um, But one day, I heard him speak. Um, Not not verbally, no words, no audible words. Actually, there there was actually audible, because the way I heard him was a girl reading the words of scripture, opening the Bible and reading. I thought she was a lunatic, but I heard God speak and it was like he opened my eyes for the first time and I could see it was amazing so I sing those carols now and I understand what they're saying and I sing those carols and my mind and my heart are lifted up and I see what an amazing thing has happened God came down to his creation to rescue us from sin and death and how amazing is is that But, now, each year, actually almost every week, I have a new dilemma. Because now I'm confronted and challenged by the meaning of the words. Before I could sing them and they're just nothing. Now when I sing, because I understand what they're saying, sometimes there's a big challenge there. So songs like the ones we just sang. Can we get up the first... Thing, wonder if that works. Oh, come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Come ye, oh come ye, to Bethlehem. Come and adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. How do you feel when you sing the words? O come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Does that feel like you? Um, So we're invited to come and behold and to look to be part of the wonder of God coming to his fallen world. We're invited invited to come into the presence of the King of Angels. We're called to come and adore Him, Christ the Lord. We're called to bow down and, and surrender ourselves to our King. But come, all ye faithful. Well, that's a problem. Um, Because I'm not sure that applies to me. Um, I have faith, I believe in Jesus, Um, and I believe in Jesus the Saviour. I believe he came to earth to rescue sinners and I know that I'm a sinner that needs to be rescued so I fit into the category of people that need to be saved um, so I believe that and I believe it to be true about me but faithful, faithful, not so sure about that because I spend a lot of my life not being faithful this, I might just be preaching to me I'm guessing I'm probably not though um, I spent a lot of my life not being faithful because we're called to love the Lord our God with all our heart all our soul, all our mind and all our strength I don't do that He's supposed to be sovereign king of my life and sovereign king of my home and sovereign king of my work and my family. But most of the time, I live as lord of my own life. Um, And I live as though I'm king of Phil Brown's life. And things happen in my life and my faith and my trust in him is really weak. So I'm not sure that the word faithful is the right word to describe me, and sometimes, but not always, but one thing I do know is that he is faithful, and I know that he is true to his word. And I know that he has promised to be faithful to me and to be faithful to all who come. So I guess when I see the words to that song, I I do this little thing in my head that kind of turns it around, um, knowing that he is faithful to me. Um, Have a listen to these words from the Bible, from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. So next slide, thanks, one. Maybe, yep. So this is a prayer that Paul prayed. And he said, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through... And through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's a prayer that we want answered. And then he goes on, he says, The one who calls you, that's Jesus, is faithful and he will do it. So all that stuff is going to sanctify us through and through. Our whole spirit, soul, and body is going to be kept blameless at the coming of the Lord. That's good news. And he's faithful. So, we aren't always faithful to Him, but guess what? He's always faithful to us. Our faith is weak, but He promises to uphold us and keep us and ultimately present us to the Father blameless. And Exodus 34 says, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. So you know what? Even though my faith is weak and even though my faithfulness is weak, I'm going to come anyway. I'm going to come and behold him because he calls me to and I can. How about, uh, how about the next one? Uh, joyful. Joyful and triumphant. Joyful. How do we go with that one? Sometimes. Um, I'm on a roller coaster with I'm on a roller coaster with that one too. Um, sometimes when I'm spending time with him in prayer, when I'm reading his word, when I'm in worship, joy just springs out. Um, I consider all that he's done for me and I just burst out in joy and happiness and thankfulness and sometimes the hands go up and I'm just full of joy. And other times, nothing. Cold, apathetic, just all the stuff just washes over. I hear the good news of the gospel, I hear Jacko preach, he's a great preacher, he preaches the gospel every Sunday, and Jess is a great worship leader, and the songs come out in joy, and I could care less. Or stuff happens in my life, and I'm sad, and I'm angry, and I'm bitter, and I'm not really all that joyful. But then I read in his word things like this from Hebrews 12. Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Imagine about to go to the cross. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Amazing. He went through the worst of the worst torture and agony, enduring the cross for the joy set before him. Because he knew he had something wonderful coming at the end of the cross. He knew that joy was coming. He knew that once he'd made it through suffering, once he endured the cross, once he endured the wrath of God for our sin, something was waiting that would fill him with great joy. He knew what he was about to suffer was going to result in the salvation and rescue of his children. So those of us that have got kids, I guess we know, Tom, what would you do to rescue your kids if they were in trouble? Anything. And that's how our father sees us. And that's how our, our brother, the Lord Jesus, sees us. He would do anything for the joy of us getting to spend eternity with him. And that was what it, all he wanted, to rescue his children, to bring them great joy. And that brought him great, great joy. So why, 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 what's Christmas all about? Well, he entered this world at Christmas to rescue us and to rescue me so I may not always be joyful but I'm going to come anyway and behold him come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant this is the last one how are we going with that one? well I'm on three strikes um, triumphant? No, I don't feel so triumphant um, sin gets the better of me I triumph over it for a while, I'm doing really well against whatever this sin is, and then another temptation comes and I fall. Life gets hard, and I feel like I'm winning for a while, and then I fall back. Work is hard, relationships are hard, parenting is hard. I look at my life and the world around me, I don't really feel all that triumphant. I look at the church and the scandals and the hypocrisy and the garbage that goes on and you hear it in the news all the time. Secular world seems to be be winning the culture wars. Triumphant? Yeah, I don't know. But, again, I turn to his words. Colossians chapter 2. And you and me, being dead in our transgressions and the uncircumcision of our flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he's taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them, in it. There's some triumph. He has triumphed for us. How are you going with your sin? Not so good? How are you going with life in general? Okay. Sometimes not so great. He's triumphed for us. Everything against us. The sin that condemns us. The world and the darkness of the evil one has all been disarmed and has all been defeated and it's all been nailed to the cross. He wins and we win because we're his children. So his triumph is our triumph. Hopefully some of this is making some sense. So even feeling defeated and worn out and lacking triumph, he has triumphed. He is victorious, so I come and adore him. So, how are you going this morning? Feeling full of faith? Actually, this morning I'm feeling pretty good. Or you're not feeling faithful at all? Well, come anyway. Um, are you full of joy and bursting inside? And Yeah, again, this isn't too, good, too bad this morning, um, or no joy at all? Well, come anyway. Are you feeling triumphant and on top of the world? Or are you feeling down and defeated? Well, come anyway. And where else are you going to go? Because we've got nothing else. Um, There's a little thing that that happened with Jesus. where I don't know if you remember, he fed 5,000 people. And it said that afterwards, he started teaching them some tough stuff, some hard stuff. And it says that they all left him, all 5,000, and the, and the women and children, they left him. And the disciples and Jesus were left standing there by themselves. And Jesus looked at him and said, um, are you going to go as well? And they looked at him and said, where else will we go? You have the words of eternal life. So however you're feeling, whether you're feeling faithful or faithless, if you're feeling joyful or joyless, or if you're feeling triumphant or you're feeling defeated, just come. And come and adore him because that's the only place we've got to go. And Christmas is a great time to do that because it's all brought into focus for us. He came into the world to save sinners like us. And we all qualify. So we can all come. Um, in a minute, we're, um, we're going to share communion together. Um, as he left the world, I was thinking about it. I'm not sure if there's an analogy or something there, but I'm going to say it anyway. He came into the world, and one of the first things we, we learn about our Saviour is he, he started life in a manger, in a food trough, a place where animals come and eat. Um, and, and at the end of the life, his life, one of the last things he did was he sat around with a bunch of his friends with food, and he shared the food with them. He shared a meal with his disciples. And it says, As they were eating, Jesus took bread and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took a cup and when he gave thanks, he gave it to them saying, Drink of it, all of you. For this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. And he invites us to come. Faithless, faithful, joyful, joyless, triumphant, defeated, just come. And we're going to watch a short uh, music video in a second. Um, when it finishes, we're going to share in that meal together. We're going to celebrate around the table together. Um, and some people are going to come and, and bring some, some bread and some wine. Um, we normally just come down the aisle here and you, you grab it. You take a piece, you take a glass and you take a piece of bread and you go back to your seat and you share in the meal together. Um, But we're going to watch this uh, short music video first and then a couple of people are going to come up and share the bread and the wine. So when the music video finishes, just come and adore him. Thank you for listening to audio from City Light Church, North Adelaide. We hope you found it helpful and we'd love for you to share this message with others. For more great content, More information about City Light Church or to donate to the work of City Light Church North Adelaide, visit us at citylight.church slash northadelaide.